Good morning and welcome to another Facebook live session for candidate question time uh, with ASL recruitment. So I am Sarah and in a moment we'll be joined by Jason Jason Perry, who is uh, the managing director at ASL. He's also an HR specialist and a chartered fellow of the Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce Jason and we're going to have a conversation about all the things that are going on, particularly with COVID and workers' rights. So uh, are you there, Jason? Good morning, Sarah. I am. Good morning, Jason. And how are you today? I'm very good. Thank you. You? Yeah, not bad, thank you, not bad. I'm getting my worms muddled up a little bit today, I think. I, you know, you managed to get the CIPD right, so that was a good start. But, Always. you know, if you can just master my name now, we'll be home and dry. Who would have thought after 20 years I'm still getting it wrong? <laughs> right, OK, so let's uh, let's have a bit of a dive in. We've got a few things on the go at the moment. Now, the government is encouraging people in, the U in England, <clears throat> at the moment it's just in England, to undergo twice weekly lateral flow testing yes um and uh yeah that's that's you can order them at home you can get them from the pharmacy all sorts of mm. things but so you you can do it yourself but there's also a, a number of workplaces that are introducing it too aren't there so there are have that you that? tried it yet uh no i haven't ah i somebody messaged me yesterday they went into the pharmacy at uh, i'm going to say a major local supermarket um and asked for their lateral flow test kit that you're entitled to for home um, and they got quizzed as to why they wanted it so it's really starting well I think is the um... yes that's not terribly encouraging is it particularly when the government is really keen for people to be testing themselves twice a week yes yes um, I gather I, I think it's essentially a bit like the PCR tests um, so you've still got to uh, I think shove a swab up your nose which I, it's not the most pleasant thing but it does help people know how much of the virus is out there. Um, and I think essentially the thing that we've got ahead of us is the risk of the younger, and I say younger purely because of the, the way in which we're vaccinating through the age groups, but the younger people who are not protected perhaps being at risk as we reopen the economy and um, the risk of a third wave, albeit somewhat smaller, in those unprotected people and within the small element of protected people who don't have immunity from it. Yeah, so this is really a question of trying to perhaps keep on top of emerging variants as well as what's yes. already going around yes. rather than anything else. Yep. So um, so it's definitely something that, because uh, certainly when I had my first vaccination, I almost immediately got a text message saying, we'd really like you to do twice weekly testing. Just had a yes. vaccination. Yes. Um, I I'm not sure how well that's going to work, to be honest, because the the workplace testing, uh, which is free for any employer, they had to sign up by the 31st of March and then they would get free lateral flow tests up until the 31st of June. That seems to be kind of um, sidelined by the fact that anyone can get one for their home anyway. So actually, why does the employer want to? But the employer processes on it look quite onerous and employers are having to set up a whole range of procedures to do it. So there are many smaller employers who've looked at it and said, actually, we're not sure we want to. Um, the aim is clearly we identify more people who've got the vaccine in the wild, as it were, um, and we uh, reduce spread further. So it's part of a plan, I think, coupled with the high rate of vaccinations we're running through. Um, 
should hopefully slow down the spread of the virus and reduce that risk of the third wave. Um, okay, so just to be clear for um, for workers at the moment, are they um, do they have to undergo the testing if no? Um, if, if, no? Okay, no. so I mean, there's a couple of things, and it's a really important principle of uh, let's say British life. Um, we can't be forced to do certain medical things, as it were. It's, it's your body and you decide what happens to it. So you're entitled to refuse a vaccine. You're entitled to refuse a test. Um, there are certain times when that changes. Um, and it may well be that if you're working in a care sector, um, testing may become compulsory. It may even be if you work in a medical or care sector, vaccines might become compulsory. Um, at the moment, if you're a doctor, there are certain things like a Hep B vaccine, which you are compelled to have for the safety of your patients. Um, so I think we may see things like that. But broadly speaking, if somebody tells you you have to have a vaccine or a test, you don't have to. But I think it's desirable. And I would suggest I'd encourage anyone to not refuse um, because it's good for us all. Okay, so let me just test, uh, uh, touch on one thing. <clears throat> I appreciate you're not a medical expert, um, but um, obviously uh, it's the AstraZeneca shot that's uh, widely circulating at the moment. Yep. There are reports about blood clots and that sort of, uh, uh, you know, so there are now some fears over, over that. Um, I think we need to highlight the fact that at the moment, statistically, the, the, the prevalence of the blood clots is actually quite low. And it's therefore very, very low. And there's, there's a few things. I mean, A, AstraZeneca vaccine is one that we apparently are in short supply of at the moment. What we've actually just got coming into supply in the UK right now is the Moderna vaccine, um, which has already started in Wales and will be starting in England, I think, on Monday. Um, so there's going to be relatively few in the coming weeks of the AstraZeneca. But there is a as I understand it, a very, very low level of risk. Um, the risk has been described to me as you are more likely to have a blood clot from going on an aeroplane flight, from deep vein thrombosis on an aeroplane flight, than you are from having the vaccine. Um, now, as you said, I'm not a medical expert, so I'm not going to try and advise anyone one way or another, but that's my current understanding of it. Therefore, the risks are very low and the risks arguably of uh, contracting COVID and um, becoming very ill um, or worse are higher than the risks of the blood clot. Um, so that leads us on quite nicely to the idea of COVID passports. Yes. Um, because I think a few of us have kind of suspected that this is on the horizon. Um, it certainly looks as though it's going to happen. It's just slight questions over exactly how that's going to be implemented. Yes. It all started with the boss at Pimlico Plumbers, I think, saying no jab, no job. And, you know, this comes back to my point I was making a moment ago. No one can force you. Um, but we're starting to see some patterns emerge where certain employers, and there's two major employers, Pimlico Plumbers and Barchester Healthcare, that have both said they won't recruit people without it. Um, as we move on from that, we've got a question of, are you going to be able to travel? Um, and the first steps of this are a test with large-scale events. And I think, is it the snooker they do at the Crucible? Um, I think it's the first event they're testing it on, where they're going to try and run large-scale people events with 
COVID passport monitoring effectively. So they monitor the status and they will test people after the event to see whether or not there has been any spread as a result. So the theory is if they put people into a large scale event with a COVID passport status, there won't be any risk of contagion and therefore people can uh, mingle and interact with confidence. Mm, and I think if people find they can live their life as they used to, whether or not that's go to the cinema, go to a party, go to a pub, because they wave a COVID passport on the way in, the theory is people will be willing to do so because they'll be able to live like they used to live and that will be worth the price of showing the passport. Okay, so, but just to be clear, going back to it, ultimately, um, you can't, your job won't necessarily be affected by whether or not you have a COVID passport, because at this point, we can't force anybody into having vaccination. Your job should not be affected. The difficulty we have is if you decide, in order to decide as an employer that somebody has to have a vaccine, let's say, um, you need a compelling reason to do so. Um, now, you might get away with that if you're a healthcare provider. You're going to struggle with that if you're running a factory or a shop. Um, the, the risks just aren't high enough for you to justify it. And if somebody says you must all have the COVID vaccination, then the question is, what about people who medically can't have it? What about people who arguably are pregnant and can't have it? What about people who have philosophical beliefs are, you know, are fundamentally opposed to it? And those people then are the victims of discrimination and they're protected under the 2010 Equality Act. So we have to be really careful if we want to put policies like that in. I think far more interesting is them being used for events and flights. And I think the flights is going to happen. And I think that will happen simply because other countries will require it and it won't be our choice. It will be a, a, a rule put on us by somebody else. Um, I'm unsure what's going to happen in the hospitality industry because I think pubs and restaurants are saying it's too much hard work to monitor everybody. But if they monitor everybody on the way in, they may be allowed full occupancy and that may be the appeal that causes them yeah. to do it. Yes, because that's the other thing, isn't it? For the you know, if a pub can open, but they can only have one third of its capacity, are they going to make enough money to warrant being open? So obviously, it's within their interests to have um, yeah. more people in, if possible. If you'd <laughs> asked me two months ago, and you probably did, um, whether I thought there would be a COVID passport, I would have probably told you, no, it's un-British. Um, I think now it's probably going to happen. And I think there is a large scale point of public opinion is broadly behind it because it's something that will help people feel normal again. Um, and, yeah. you know, that's compelling. It's going to be popular, I think. OK, so let's just finally touch quickly on one last thing. And that is returning to the workplace because uh, things are starting to open back up again as of Monday. Um, and, you know, the, the guidelines are we going back into an office or okay. are we not? All right. Um, I'll stick with the really easy ones first. If you work in retail or hospitality, then you're going back into the workplace because you can't really serve somebody their drink or meal from your home. Um, you can't man that till in the shop and stack the shelves from home. So there are certain roles that will be going back this week. Gyms and so on will be going back. 
Um, those people who've been working from home, who are in admin, clerical, technical roles, um, and can adequately work with a phone and a computer from their home. At this point, the government advises they should not be going back to work. The advice is still really, really clear. Work from home if you are able to do so. My understanding is that will continue until the middle of June. But okay. it's going to be reviewed in May. And if it's reviewed in May, I can't see how it changes before June. Yeah, very true. Yes, there won't be enough time to, to make the changes. Yeah. For an okay. employer to change the rule now, um, if they have worked satisfactorily for the last year or so, and productivity has been okay, and the business has been able to survive, and the role has been completed satisfactorily, very, very hard to justify changing it now. There are many employers that want to, and I understand why they want to. There are many people that want to, but the, 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 the advice based on the risk of the virus is don't. And as long as the government advices work from home if you're able, that really ought to be the standard people are uh, aiming to operate by. Yes, yeah, sure, because if, if originally it wasn't safe to work in the office, why is it all of a sudden when yes. nothing's changed? <laughs> yes, we know there's less virus in society right now, but that doesn't mean there will continue to be less. Um, and as we open up some elements, we are expecting some degree of increase. So yeah. why you would go back before you have to, and certainly before we've got the majority of the population vaccinated, um, I don't fully understand. It's it, it's not something we'll be doing at ASL. We will be continuing our, our work from home. Um, for uh, another couple of months yet. And I'd urge other employers to do the same if they're able. Okay, fantastic. So, and obviously for our workers as well uh, who are watching, then they should take that into account. So if, if, if their boss has suddenly changed their mind and said, no, no, no you've got to come into the office, then, um, then there are some questions potentially. There's a it's, conversation to be had. Yes, it's a very polite why. Um, and <laughs> do you know, the one thing we don't need in any of this is dispute. So it's a calm discussion. Great. Okay, we're just about out of time. So okay. I'm going to wrap it up there. Thank you very much, Jason. Thank you to everybody who's watching from home or wherever you are. Um, and uh, we'll be back in two weeks time with some more questions and uh, discussion on what's been going on in the world of uh, COVID. Uh, so if um, you have any questions in the meantime, please send them through to ASL at ASL group.co.uk or give the team a call on 01424 452-999. In the meantime, we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks for your time, Jason. Thanks, Sarah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.